Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Radio Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for February 21st in the year of our Lord, 2024. This is our one of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country. Through so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. We reject revolution unless it's a Jesus revolution. We actually stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth, using the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great, incredible, peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips. Welcome to two hours of hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use talk radio. And by the way, with me today, our dear friend and brother in liberty, James Edwards, thepoliticalcesspool.org is his website, an incredible award-winning talk show every Saturday evening. It's better than Saturday Night Live, I'll tell you that right now. But you can check it out anytime you like, any time of the week, on demand at thepoliticalcesspool.org. He's also an award-winning author, a talk show host, a family man, and a whole lot more, not to mention a dear brother. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Sam, it's so good to be back with you. I got a little extra pep in my step after missing the last appointment we would have normally had. It feels like I haven't talked to you in a month of Sundays, but uh, you've been busy. I've been busy on the road for a two-week speaking tour that wrapped up uh, last week, and I I meant to get back to you. I did listen, and by the way, folks, everyone should. Don't miss a show here on Liberty Roundtable. Sam, you've been busy this year. I listened to the whole interview with Tony Lyons and, uh, of course, he had the uh, ad that they ran during the Super Bowl, the RFK ad, RFK, uh, <laughs> RFK Jr. ad. And, um, yeah, you've just been doing fantastic work. It's great to be back, <laughs> long story short. Yeah, and speaking of that, RFK, uh, absolutely doubling down, too. Yesterday we talked about RFK JR, uh, independent presidential candidate, possibly might join the Libertarian Party. We're keeping an eye on that ball, by the way. But now he released a video and launched a petition demanding the immediate release and pardoning of WikiLeaks leader Julian Assange. He says, we don't have time. we got to get this done now. He's a hero. If he gets brought back to the United States by force of England under Joe Biden, it'll be certain death for the man. And we got to release the hero, not the criminal, now. Amen to RFKJR on that one. Yep. Hey, no doubt about it, Sam, and i got to say this. I remember when all of the stuff was coming out uh, in the summer and fall of 2016, all of the Julian Assange WikiLeaks data drops that damaged Hillary Clinton. And I remember saying at the time, and I still feel this way now, it's hard to believe. I'm about to say it. Nearly a decade later, does it seem like it's been eight years have passed since that (laughs) Trump-Clinton campaign? I mean, talk about a blur of time. But I remember saying at the time. Politically, it's forever and a year, people. I, I, but, I, I mean, that was the fastest eight years in human history. It just doesn't seem like it's been eight years, Sam, since we were frolicking around at the Republican Party, uh, the RNC, Republican National Convention, where Trump, uh, we were there when Trump accepted the nomination. I mean, it's just CNN incredible. CNN bringing us like water, yesterday. Sam Bushman sitting at the CNN <laughs> desk just for fun. It was great. I don't think there's anybody we didn't talk to that week. But anyway, that doesn't seem like eight years ago. But I remember saying then about Julian Assange, you know, that is what he did. That's what used to be called journalism. I mean, getting the facts, digging deep, the you know, who, what, where, when, and why, regardless of 
what your personal political preferences may be, just the facts, ma'am. That what used to be journalism. Now, of course, what passes for so-called journalism and so-called reporting is just you know they're all just mouthpieces for the regime. It's, there's no diversity of opinion at all. And I, I felt that way, and I was actually thinking about Julian Assange. A few days ago, in in the wake of the backlash of uh, Tucker Carlson's interview with Vladimir Putin, again, isn't that what we used to call journalism? And it does seem now more than ever, Sam, what you've been talking about for well more than a decade, the new media is taking center stage in a big way. Amen to that. I was on the broadcast Monday with Dr. Scott Bradley, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, And we talked about several things on Monday because it was President's Day. By the way, that's officially George Washington's birthday. According to the general government and according to me, President's Day cheapens the day. Amen. But we highlighted, me and Dr. Bradley, this critical point that I want you to weigh in on, too, because it kind of is racist. It's not racist from me. It's racist well, from I'm your man. our government. It's our government. Here's the deal. Uh, last Monday, 82 years. So uh, not last Monday, I should say. A week ago Monday, right? No, wait. Two days ago, Monday. Sorry, time flies when you're having fun. 82 years ago then, or that Monday, on February 19th, 1942, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed Executive Order 9066, which is to put all Japanese-descendant Americans in prison camps. I kid you not. Um, Shamefully, we put these uh, Americans... In Japanese concentration camps, and yes, they were concentration camps, even according to him. So I got a question. They tell you that I'm a racist, but I'm the one calling them out for being racist and putting people in concentration camps. Who's the racist now, James? Well, I guess it can't be you on this one, although, you know, that was interesting. That was an interesting thing. I, in a vacuum, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, you're at war with with, with Japan, a, a war that now, you hold manipulated on. Hold and, on. and maneuvered hold them on. into I don't know that you were at war yet. Okay. All right. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that. February 19th, what, what, but let's what, just take a look. What's at war mean and stuff, right? Who's at war when and who are you at war with and this kind of stuff, right? Uh, but, well, but my problem is these people are American citizens, and the problem is you can't look at someone's ethnicity and say your rights are less than somebody else's even at wartime. Well, Pearl Harbor had happened, of course, uh, a, a few weeks earlier. But uh, I, you know, I don't know about that, Sam. I, I might split hairs with you on that. I don't. I don't necessarily have a problem. Although Japanese are typically you, some of the most rights? docile uh, and, and uh, but they're Americans. Their businesses and land, and they stole their property, and they destroyed their businesses, and they put them on concentration camp. Do they have less rights? Well, you have the rights the government gives you, unless you're willing to fight for them. Well, that's right. Which, which you know, increasingly, increasingly, we, which is to say increasingly we have, so, you know, a, a, a you dwindling amount of rights. Let me give you the comparison. Let's say that all of a sudden we have tough times in America, and the general government believes that, you know what, James is a Southerner and he's a threat, and because of the Southern history, we're just going to steal your property and lock you up in a concentration camp. Yeah, I could see that happening, by the way. I could certainly see that happening. And it would be wrong if it did. Well, but I tell you what, the the people that you know, you do this in a way that is very consistent. That will not be applied when the shoe's on the other foot. Well, they you're will do right, it and, and that's why I'm calling it out. Justified. I am <laughs> Look, if you're an American with rights and property, you can't play games with somebody's rights and say because of our supposed view or our pretended past, 
And I say pretended because these Japanese Americans never did any hostility to America. In fact, they came to America. They became American citizens. They bought land. They owned businesses. They contributed to society. And they were literally no threat. Well, you know, interestingly, now, let's be very clear. Remember, when we went to war, and this is why I'm saying who were we at war with? Because remember, the president allowed Pearl Harbor to happen. Well, much more than that, he manipulated so it. So if the president allowed Pearl Harbor to happen, the president should be in prison, not a Japanese citizen that owns land and owns a business um, being a concentration camp. Who's who around here? Who are we at war with, really? Our president or the Japanese government? Or the Japanese American citizen, or what? Who are we? Whoa, right, so you, so your sure. your point of contention on this is, and by the way, I don't remember that happening with German Americans, even though th there was a very affluent suburb in Memphis named Germantown, and it got its name because Germantown was the part of the state of Tennessee where Germans settled, <laughs> and it's a um, pretty big city in Tennessee now. But uh, anyway. Yeah, I don't remember them putting German Americans into uh, concentration camps. You certainly hear about the Japanese Americans. I guess it was pretty. It's a lot easier to identify who was Japanese and who wasn't. But I mean, I, you know, as far as you know, what are we talking about? Uh, I mean, you know, certainly you're going to have to have something like that happen here with the illegal aliens. Uh, barring, Some we're uh, talking uh, about. Well, the, see, but they're not citizens, though. That's that's, the that's your point of contention is the here. citizenship. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, if you're a citizen, but not only are you a citizen, but you own land and own businesses and contribute to society and everything else, that's a big difference than an illegal running around on the Yeah, and these were just j Japanese the law. Uh, citizens, of, citizens of Japanese ancestry. Well, you know, I, I don't, I, mean, I tell you, of all the things that bother me, this isn't high on the list, I got to be honest with you, but Let I see where you're coming from. why it's high on the list for me. It isn't the past, although I think we need to n not repeat the wrongs of the past. That's what it's about, though. What about the future? But they're they're going to be coming. They're going to say, <laughs> Sam Bushman, your birth family's all from Alabama and, and the South, and James, you're from the South. You guys are a threat, buddy. You guys well, I'll tell you what, think if, the South is going to rise. We're going to round you all up. The, 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 uh, you wrote in your notes on the show from uh, February the 19th, the, this order, you're talking about Executive Order 9066 by FDR, required the internment of all Americans of Japanese ancestry. You're right. If things don't change, and this is an absolute fact, folks, you can see the noose tightening. Unless there is a radical shift in the way this country's trajectory is heading or a secession or something, you're going to have a, an order requiring the internment of all Americans of American ancestry. Yeah, that's coming. Well, and that is the problem. Skip the break. Let's just skip all breaks except at the top and bottom of the hour for the next two hours because we got so much to cover and so This is a rock and roll let show me, today. Let me tell you why this matters, James. It isn't about really the past. It's about the future and what's being done to us. So they've learned to adjudicate us in the court of public opinion. They've learned to demonize and eventually destroy us. And uh, you see it with Donald Trump now, but you also see it relating to me and you and others now, too. Eventually, it will be the average citizen for reasons they know not yet why, but it'll be happening. So Donald Trump has been accused of, oh, my gosh, Donald is going to do revenge. Um, don't let him get elected because, man, he's promised revenge. And they've used that for the last probably two or three or four or five months against Donald and against Donald Trump supporters. Now, by the way, I'm not even a Donald Trump supporter. Okay, I think he's a mafia crime boss. Personally, I've said that publicly and privately. Uh, I think that he's part of the deep state. Why? Because, you know, they do all kind of things to him, but no real accountability here. Donald used us in 2016. We all supported him, promoted him, covered him. And, and, and now he won't even consider talking to us for 2020 or 2024. As far as I can tell now, I digress, except to say this. They have been 
vilifying Donald Trump, demonizing him. But Trump had the opportunity now to clarify. Trump defines what he specifically means by revenge. WND gave me the piece. He declared Tuesday night that he's not interested in revenge on his political enemies, noting my revenge will simply be success. He noted this in a town hall in Greenville, South Carolina, on the Fox News channel by Laura Ingram. And here is the soundbite from Donald. I don't care about the revenge thing. I know they usually, usually use the word revenge. Will there be revenge? Uh, my revenge will be success. There you have it. But we've been told forever that, look, it's just going to be a revenge campaign. Uh, anybody that doesn't agree with the Donald's going to prison. Um, but yet they've used that against him. And now he's literally clarified what he's meant. Why is it taking so long to clarify what it means? He could have come on uh, Liberty Roundtable Live and declared that the day they made the claim, James. Why let well, that he, go he, for so long and then shut it down now um, when that's been used to manipulate, really, people's views on the elections? Well, he needs to be out for revenge. And I don't mean just wanton what they're doing, throwing innocent people in prison like they do with January 6th. It is so much projection going on here, Sam. Everything they no are question. alleging him of doing, this is what they are doing and what they want to do. And this is why our side always loses. We just don't have it in us. We always have it in us to go into a fight blindfolded with our hands tied behind our backs. There are a lot of people who deserve to be in prison. I don't know if that's what you're yeah, calling that's revenge. Not revenge. But if, that's accountability, James. That's not revenge. Well, but, but, that's but the I think law and accountability. I don't think he'll even go that far. But he, here's what's going on. This so-called, i, I got to say something about this, this whole they're fighting to defend democracy by, by what? By trying to throw him off the ballot and make him illegal? What are you talking about? Re- well, even by the way they want people to imagine it, by throwing him off the ballot, by making it illegal for him to run, by throwing him in prison or whatever they're trying to do. Look, that, it, and it's, it's happening all over the world, I might add. In, in Ukraine, Zelensky has banned opposition. He's refused to hold national elections. He's banned churches. He's incarcerated. He told Tucker killed- Carlson he'd do an interview if Tucker paid him a million bucks. <laughs> they, they, you know, they talk about Vladimir Putin. I mean, they incarcerated and killed uh, Gonzalo Lira in in Ukraine and Brazil. Bolsonaro, the popular populist president, has been banned from running for office again for eight years in Belgium. Uh, you know, we have friends, Peter. Uh, excuse me, um, uh, Philip De Winter, who was a member of the Vlaams Bloc. He is a a member of the parliament in in Belgium, uh, you know, the, their, their parties have been banned in Greece. Golden Dawn and its successors have been banned in Poland. Uh, they're arresting yeah, we're, nationalists. We're turning into a a, a, a dying well, dictator is, country going on. Well, here. this well, banning everyone this is, you don't like. Well, this is going on worldwide. I'm talking about global things in in France. Marine Le Pen and Eric Zemmour have been put on trial multiple times. But yes, here in the United States, this is not just the United States thing. It's happening worldwide to populist opposition candidates. But uh, in the U.S., of course, everybody knows Donald Trump's been arrested four times. He faces 91 felony charges, a millennium in prison if they get him on everything. Which you know, obviously, I mean, they got so much is crumbling even in Atlanta just through third world corruption everybody's sleeping with each other and it's just weird but Boy, you know howdy is it <laughs> they've never tried imprisoning the republican presidential nominee before and it's part of this global trend of so-called democracy defenders turning towards authoritarianism and, and even now, in germany not only, not only do they want to uh possibly put him in prison although i don't think that's their real goal i just think that's their threat uh, however they do want to ban him from civil dialogue Van him from peacefully discussing. So there's a big debate about the debates. 
they say Donald shouldn't debate Joe because Donald's just out of control. And so they should literally censor Donald Trump in potential debates. The View went off on this, uh, and they want Trump censored in the debates. Here's the soundbite from The View. I disagree with you, actually. And I I, I say that because normally my gut would tell me it's good for democracy. I caveat that with if we did not know these two men as well as we do, it would be more important for them to be debating. The problem is, for the reasons you just spelled out, Donald Trump comes on and without, I wish they'd put him in phone booths and cut mics after a certain amount of time because in addition to the fact-checking, he over-talks gaslights and everything else. So the Oftentimes, the comparison to Donald Trump makes anyone look less than on some level. You know, like, I know he looks crazy, too, but remember how he'd, like, come behind Hillary when she was, like, (laughs) and he was, like, always hovering? Hovering. He has these, like, nonverbal cues that could lead some to believe, oh, he's so strong or he's this, but he just blows the whole thing out of the water. And if he hasn't debated anyone yet, the only debate I would like to see is him and Nikki Haley. If he would debate Nikki Haley, I would support that. I don't think Biden needs to since Donald Trump has done nothing to participate in this democracy since he lost. Again, clown show. We don't even have a democracy. She repeated it twice. We don't even have one. And I know people want to, oh, Sam, we have democratic principles in our society. Of course we do. But our founding fathers warned us against a democracy. Let's be very clear. And when she says, oh, he hasn't participated in our democracy, what are you talking about? He was president of the United States, duly elected. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, well, well this go-round, she'll say. And my response is, why does he have to debate a bunch of clowns on Fox News or some of these other liberal, uh, you know, um, I'm trying to think what word to use for this liberal clown media shows or, or, or these debates that are controlled by the um, you know, powers that be, why would he participate in that when he's got such a commanding lead? Why would he have to do that? Now, debating with Joe Biden, they just don't want to have that discussion because they know what that debate would be like. Okay, Joe would melt down. Donald would try out bigly is the term I'm going to use. Uh, and, and they don't know what to do with this. So what they're saying is, oh, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley doesn't have a chance in snowball's hell to even possibly win in her own state, much less anywhere else. So why are we even giving her any cred whatsoever? Look, he might as well debate me rather than Nikki. At least I've got some points that make sense from a, a real constitutional point of view. Nikki's just a deep state clown show, warmongering, uh, hoping for something more than she's got. She's been absolutely shut down everywhere she's tried. All the other people wise, wise enough to say we're out of the race. She's saying, I'm going to be in it forever. Well, what does that even mean? Okay, she's going to get chopped off at the knees as the primaries roll on. She's hoping that somehow they put Donald in prison and she can rise from the ashes is what she's hoping. But that's not debate worthy at all for the Donald. And so I don't even understand what they're talking about here. Donald participated in the debates in 2016. He participated in the debates in 2020. He's just now said it's such a clown show, I'm not doing it, and there's no need for me to do it. Do you blame him, James? All right, so this gets what you just heard in that clip. These are so-called defenders of democracy by taking the most anti-democratic measures you can imagine. And everywhere you look, you have democracy But I'm going to stop you for defenders. a second. It's not true. They're using democracy to the full extent of what democracy is. If they can get enough mob rule to rule the day, then the wolves eat the chicken for dinner, right? Well, I mean, yes, they would certainly do that. We don't have democracy. 
But even without that, they're still trying to do it. So that's the thing. And uh, But they, they call themselves defenders of democracy. And, yes, we won't get into that, the tall grass about what that means. But in, in the West, they've grown tired of, of democracy. Why not just uh, uh, whatever that is, you know, whatever people imagine it to be. We know what liberals imagine it to be, and that's what definition we're working with right now because that's who we're responding to. But they say, you know, why not just arrest, disqualify, or ban the opposition? Why not just censor and fire those people to shut them up? Why not just weaponize the intelligence community against them? All of these things that they, they say an authoritarian— Hold on, they already like weaponized Donald, the intelligence community against them. I, they I know. They had all these groups say that he was guilty of uh, this Russia hoax, and it was a big lie. We spent $30 what, million dollars on it and found out it wasn't even true two-plus years later and everything else. And now the folks that, that literally went on record saying, hey, this is real, and, and it turned out to be a lie, now they're the ones pushing for more attacks. That's what I'm gone. saying. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they, the last thing they want, what they're deathly afraid of, is by, <laughs> for the people to be able to vote for Trump again. Whether we or you like him, dislike him, to this degree or that degree, they are scared of an open uh, election. So that's what I'm saying. Arrest, disqualify, ban the opposition, censor and fire people who support this guy just to shut them up. Weaponize the intelligence And manipulate community. the courts in a democracy by force. And I say democracy because they're trying to get mob rule. That's what a democracy is. But listen to this headline. Trump must pay nearly a half a million dollars before he can even appeal the New York ruling, ladies and gentlemen. It's so bad that businessmen on Think Tank and other places say they will no longer even invest <laughs> in New York. It's so bad. They say you can't even look if this is going to happen to the Donald. No businessman in the right mind would go to New York because they might be next on the chopping block. Should they even suggest they like hey, Donald, much less are willing to vote for him. Big time, big time. A situation going on with VDare, our, you know, our, uh, my friend Peter Brimelow at VDare.com. He incorporated in New York back in, uh, I believe it was 1999, or, or yeah, I believe it was 1999, incorporated in New York 25 years ago. It was a, as bad as the country was then. It wasn't like it is now. And now, I mean, they face total ruin because of politically motivated attacks coming from Letitia James, the attorney general of the state of New York. It, this is pure partisan hackery they are absolutely going after their political enemies trying to ruin and bankrupt them and yeah all the way from donald trump down to i mean v is pretty big for for our small pond but you know v is a small operation you know a handful of employees they're seeking to utterly ruin them in court for nothing for nothing just because they have a, a difference of opinion on issues like immigration or supporting trump or whatever but i'm just saying there's no fish too big or too small that these thugs aren't going after because the courts in the blue states and in blue cities like new york city especially are criminally corrupt i mean well what is it now sam what's what's <laughs> according to these judgments what's trump uh, up to now it was like a 400 million against eugene carroll no. and then like a no 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 it's more now and, and I'll tell you why, Jonathan Turley half a billion spoke in this out. latest one. Jonathan Turley spoke out and said, not only, this is an astonishing fact, not only does he have to pay the fine, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, adjudicated, he can't even appeal until he pays the whole fine plus interest, James. Over $450 million just in that one alone. Yeah, exactly. So it's up to like a billion dollars, and it's just entirely punitive. It's just entirely just made up. I mean, where did this number come from? E. Jean Carroll, the whole thing with the E. Jean Carroll thing was he said, she said that he, 
you know, touched her inappropriately or something like 50 years ago. I mean, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but not much. But it only came up after he became president, of course. And then, you know, you just have no hope in these blue courts because they're using the courts to punish their political enemies. And so, okay, here's, you know, 300 or 400 million, then this new judgment, and then he's still facing all these trials. But these trials are all taking in deep blue. Now, I know Georgia is sort of like a purple state, but deep blue Fulton County, Georgia, that's a totally... Black yeah, Democrat that's the point. Is, yes, it might be a purple state, but where they're adjudicating this thing is absolutely hardcore extreme blue. And Fulton County, Georgia, extreme blue. It's overwhelmingly black. That's that's hardcore Democrat. And then you've got like the DA sleeping with a prosecutor that she hired. I mean, it's just all. And then Washington. Yeah, DC, we're going to talk and, about and, the <laughs> cash that they had. It's a black thing, don't you know? That cash at people's houses. That's all black. Just so you know. Hang tight. We're going to talk about it all, man. Sam Bushman, James Edwards, ThePoliticalCessful.org, LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Share the love. Donate liberally. Back in a flash on your radio. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. Russia is reportedly holding a California woman hostage under charges of treason in Russia. The woman holds dual citizenship in both the U.S. and Russia, but she lives part-time in the Los Angeles area. Russian authorities allege the 33-year-old raised funds in support of Ukraine. The punishment for treason in Russia is up to 20 years in prison. The U.S., meanwhile, gearing up to impose significant new sanctions on Russia following the passing of opposition figure Alexei Navalny. What I came to tell you was, I told you we'd be announcing sanctions on Russia. We'll have a major package announced on Friday. President Biden says the sanctions aim to hold Russia responsible for Navalny's death and for its actions during the conflict in Ukraine. A recent U.S. State Department memo tells staff in the department to make sure and think of the most inclusive language to use that they can so as not to misgender people. Portions of the memo suggest language among staffers transition from using things like brave men and women on the front lines to brave first responders or brave soldiers to avoid the risk of offending transgender individuals, some of whom serve in dangerous public safety or military jobs. It's a standard government practice to try to encourage people just to be respectful of others and use the terms with which others are comfortable and talk to people the way that they would like to be addressed. State Department spokesman Matthew Miller, he told reporters Tuesday the memo did have Secretary of State Antony Blinken's name on it, but that does not mean it came from Blinken himself. President Biden's brother, James Biden, will testify before lawmakers as part of the Republican-led impeachment inquiry into the president. James Biden set to undergo a deposition with members of the House Oversight Committee Wednesday. The inquiry is expected to center on two loans President Biden extended to his brother. This is USA News. Omaha Steaks is rewriting the book on burgers with an all-new handmade texture for the juiciest home-style burgers you've ever tasted. Their pure ground burgers are made from single cuts of real aged Omaha Steaks. These are truly steaks on a bun. Filet mignon, ribeye, New York strip, sirloin, and even brisket burgers. Now is the time to experience the exclusive burger perfection flight for just $79.99. Go to OmahaSteaks.com and use promo code 
code TREAT at checkout to get an extra $20 off your order plus free shipping. You'll get four of each Pure Ground Burger so you can sample all the steak-on-a-bun greatness. These burgers are crafted for a juicier, more tender experience, making your mouth water with every single bite. Don't wait. Go to OmahaSteaks.com. Use promo code TREAT at checkout and get $20 off the Burger Perfection Flight and discover your new burger obsession. Minimum order may be required. Looking for an IT partner that truly understands your needs? Managed IT Services is the answer. We meet with you regularly to discuss your goals and form a tailored technology plan. Our customers have called us a trusted advisor who delivers. When it comes to IT, we do it all. Firewalls, cloud storage, server migration, and more. Say goodbye to long-term contracts and hello to a team that earns your business month after month. Call 801-706-6980 now and let Managed IT Services transform your IT experience. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to LocalHoneyMan.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at LocalHoneyMan.com. Dad, can you make him stop? Honey, he needs to practice. He's been at it an hour. Well, just trying to be patient. Dad, it sounds like a cat calling for help or something. Worse, a basement full of cats. Yeah. You know, hon, it is a little hard on the ears. Not you, too. Well, maybe we can all play a game. Andrew, do you want to play a board game? Uh, how about we watch a video? Hide and seek? Oh, I don't know. I give up. Maybe we could all just sneak out of the house. Honey, he's nine years old. We can't leave him home alone. And? We can make him practice with a sock. Well, I guess we'll have to get some ice cream. Did I hear someone say ice cream? Family. Isn't it about time? Oh, I see the practice hasn't hurt your ears. Well, I'm a serious musician. Funny that you never seem to get better on that thing. Works every time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hey, uh, where did all these cats come from? With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, everybody and their dog who supports the Donald melting down, getting attacked, considered terrorists, fined uh, like you wouldn't believe. Donald Trump has to pay his fine nearly a half a million dollars, his fine plus interest. James Edwards with me, the political cesspool.org. Uh, and Jonathan Turley says, look, he's got to pay the fine and the interest. Why do you got to pay to appeal? I thought if you were going to appeal and you have the chance to appeal, due process isn't complete yet, James. Well, they can appeal all they want. It's just not going to happen for them. I mean, again, I hate my minuscule uh, venture into court some years ago. I hate to keep bringing it up, but it, it was that uh, it was that experience and really that precedent-setting experience as far as Michigan libel law is concerned that really started to get me to rethink. I was naive enough even into the mid middle part of the last decade to say that, yes, I'm a dissident, yes, I have politically incorrect beliefs, but the law is the law, and once you go into a courtroom, 
you know, the law uh, supersedes political biases and opinions and, you know, whatever the judge and whomever, officers of the court, whatever their preferences may be. It is just not that way, and it has increasingly gotten worse over the course of the last 10 years to the point now where, I mean, the former president and current frontrunner for the presidency can in no way get a fair shake, appeal it all the way. Now, maybe because he stocked the Supreme Court with his picks, but even that's not a guarantee because they've ruled against him in the past. Maybe if he can appeal some of these things all the way up to the Supreme Court, if it's a federal court, not a state court, uh, he'd have a puncher's chance. But he can appeal all he wants. He can run out the, the string of due process. Now, I get it, but my, my point is, though, just, you can't even have due process. You can't even carry out your appeal. Look, you're not convicted if you still have an appeal. You got to wait for the appeal. You got to wait for the due process to happen. He can't even do that according to quote New York law until he pays this fine and interest. Yeah, yeah, a half not, a well, billion. Right. Where are you going to get that money? Um, even if you're Donald, you might be wealthy, but that doesn't mean that you have a half a billion in cash laying around like Fanny does. Well, now, and listen, listen to this though, Fanny oh, say- literally, Fanny literally said, "Hey, I paid everybody in cash," and they're like, "Well, do you have proof of that?" And she's like, "Well." <laughs> Not really, but I say it's cash, and my lover says it's cash, and I'm calling in Daddy. My dad even says I it's cash. I saw her dad was dad, testifying this week, yeah. The dad gets up there and says, yeah, I taught my little girl to have cash at her house all the time. You know, I'm sorry to be racist, but it's a black thing, don't you know? The blacks just have cash. Now, what kind of a statement is that? Now, every black home is in jeopardy of being broken into to get the cash. But I got a question. Is having cash on hand at your house or somewhere safe, is that a black thing, James? I used to not do it. In my house, I, it's not unless I'm black. Oh, I, uh, it's just too much risk. I mean, you could have a few bucks. Like Now, though, when I was young, I didn't even think about it. But now that I've got a wife and kids and people who depend on me, you know, the idea of even keeping a few hundred bucks in the house, I mean, if it gets stolen, there's no, there's no protection. I mean, you know, the banks will guarantee you some money if the bank gets robbed. But keeping it at home, I mean, yeah. You, 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 uh, well, unless I have, you're, let I have cash stashed, James, for a rainy day. But it ain't at my house. Well, but I you're can like get Walter, to it. Walter White. You bury it in the New Mexican desert or something. But uh, but here. But the but the thing is, if you are engaged in uh, untowards activities, then maybe you'd want to have a ton of cash sitting around at your house. Maybe you're a drug dealer. Maybe you're a gangbanger. Maybe you're paying off people to, <laughs> to rig rig uh, uh, yeah, a trial. Maybe you're but I well, look that's at this what I'm one. saying. How dare her say it's a black thing on the stand? Her, her dad said it's a black thing and all this stuff. Doesn't that put every black home in jeopardy right now, James? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you know that somebody's got a lot of money and you only got to beat down, you know, one person or a couple of people as opposed to robbing a bank, yeah, I would say that that would uh, do that. But then again, they can say things that are blanket statements for an entire community or group of people, and uh, that's all well and good. You say it, and then uh, you know there's going to be articles about this tomorrow. I got a question. But- can I say this? If it's a black thing to have cash at your house, it's a white thing not to. Is it a white thing to put it in the bank? <laughs> okay, and that's what they would say. See, you're privileged. They can't get bank accounts, and therefore they can't. But look, I think most prudent people have a little bit of cash for a rainy day. How much that be is relative. Where it's at is relative and that kind of stuff. But I don't think it's a black thing to prepare for a rainy day and have a little bit of cash on hand for emergencies. I don't think that's true. I'll give you a quick example. A lot of people run their cars from half empty to empty. I run my car full to half empty. And the reason that I do is if I ever need to, to, to leave, 
whether it be something as simple as a gas leak and you have to leave your neighborhood to something bigger. I, I want to have gas in my vehicle so that I that I can go if I need to. Uh, it's just a preparedness thing. It's not a white or a black thing. I didn't know that cash understood blacks. Did you? <laughs> well, again, if you're engaged in illegal activity, it's probably good to have cash on hand. So is that what he's saying? It's a black thing. Is she engaged in illegal activity? Was this like a Freudian slip? But I'm just saying, too, Sam, I mean, uh, the case in New York, getting back to what's going on with Trump, I mean, the thing in, in Atlanta is under so much duress now because, again, when you think of you know, certain African dictatorships, for example, uh, and, you know, you don't think of them as just being, you know, above board and elections are fair and trials are fair. You think of just a guy gets in, a warlord gets in, he's a dictator for life, and then anything goes, whatever he wants, there's always a way to rig it. And then if you put people with that mentality in positions of leadership in the United States, you get the same thing again. And I think that's what you've got here in Atlanta. And and in New York, they even went so far as to say not only is Trump fined, you know, all of these hundreds of millions of dollars, he can't even do business there for three years. For what? And he, I still don't he really also even can't understand even the run complaint. his own businesses, though. Imagine yeah. saying you can't put run your own business. business and neither can your family members. And what did he do? What, what did they even allege? I mean, it's so convoluted. And I'm a political animal and I follow this. Well, here's uh, what he did. Here's what he did. They claim. And I'm just going to lay it out. They say that he evaluated his assets. Uh, arbitrarily high, committing a fraud. Now, I would say to you that's a lie, and I'm going to prove it to you. I was a mortgage broker for years, James, uh, for commercial and residential properties. And you don't evaluate your own assets, James. That is a lie. <clears throat> Appraisers <laughs> evaluate assets. They're third parties. And if you're tampering with an appraiser, you're in real trouble. But the banks who lent the money say, we got paid back every penny. We don't have a problem with this, so there's no victim. The third parties are the ones that evaluated the properties and said, yes, they're worth that. And, and the way appraisers do it is they have what's called a multiple, I'm sorry, a multiple approach appraisal. Let me explain. One approach is to say, how much can it bring in monthly from rent? In other words, how much income can this property produce? Another evaluation is, what does it cost to rebuild the property? If I had to rebuild it, what would it cost? Anyway, there's several approaches. I don't want to bore you with the details. But what I'm saying to you is these third parties do these evaluations. You can't tamper with that. You go to prison if you're a mortgage uh, broker commercially or uh, otherwise, and you manipulate values or go in um, appraisal shopping or whatever else, and you do all these things. Look, if it's true that they evaluated the prices too high, then I need to see bankers, lenders, you know, go to prison too. Okay, this is an absolute lie. Donald Trump had no ability to evaluate his properties. Now you can say, well, Sammy turned in fudged paperwork. Okay, but that's up to an auditor. That's right. Based on this asset, based on a loan. Okay, not based on some whim from Fannie who's exactly. got cash. Okay, this is insanity. So you but get this because you can't even get were... to the bottom of this because he, well, now he's got to work on coming up with a half a billion to even have due process of law to defend himself there in court. There we go. Now what we're getting to it. happening and, now? And you understand this clearly. I mean, you can't underestimate the average American's black, white, or whatever colors, ignorance when it comes to law, politics, civics, whatever. You understand this because you have been engaged in, in lending and real estate in the past. Yeah, you don't just go and you put your home in your market. Well, I think my house is worth, you know, $10 million. And that's what yeah, you're Sam Bushman, it's kind of like Mar-a-Lago over at my house. <laughs> Especially, now, Fannie Willis's house is worth a lot of money. You want to know why? 
How much does the D- going DA make in Georgia? It must be a uh, ton. It doesn't matter how much she makes. She's got a lot of cash in her house, buddy. Your house is worth a lot of money. Are we doing shady deals here? I mean, how does she Probably. accumulate all this cash? Well, and that's <laughs> but, the question. Now, here's another thing. They want to eliminate cash and move to a, a CBC, right? So a digital currency, right? But I got a news yeah. for them. If they do that, that would be racist because the blacks keep cash. That's a black thing, don't you know? And so you can't move away from cash or else um, you're singling out the blacks, right, James? Yeah, that's absolutely right. Now, you, you can do that if, you're, if you are black, of course. That's okay. Fanny can do that, yeah. Fanny can keep cash but eliminate cash from the rest of us. <laughs> See, I mean, this is just so upside down, folks. And I don't mean to just mock it, but I'm telling you, you are being absolutely hoodwinked and lied to about this. And it is uh, not the- just the president. This is the thing I get back to every time we have these conversations, Sam. It is not just Trump. Well, Trump's, you know, they're going after Trump. They will go after the smallest of the small, too. Anyone from Peter Brimelow all the way down to... A January 6th participant uh, who milled around, walking past officers who did not tell them to leave, put them in jail. Sam, you interviewed Richard Barnett, you know, who put his feet on Pelosi's desk. He's doing, yeah, you know, what about together, a right? half decade? Well, I got in touch with him. You did it uh, on your show. But, yeah, I talked to him, too. And, uh, you know, he's in jail now in his 70s for, you know, what could be a, a life sentence. Uh, he could die in prison now. He's going there for five or six years at his age. Who knows? And I'm just saying you are dealing with criminally corrupt courts on a federal level and even on a state level, depending on the jurisdiction. And this is what I say. Do we have a future in a union with these people? And do you want one? Do you want to have a future in a union with these people where they can just arbitrarily put you in jail, bankrupt you, uh, give you these these fines of uh, just made-up dollar amounts in the hundreds of millions of dollars. Do you want to live under that threat forever? That's what that's what you've got if there is not some sort of a secession. Because they're not or going some, anywhere. Or some sort of repudiation of this. Of, of this. Now, here's my You can't question. repudiate them in their own district. They're going to they keep voting themselves in. Why didn't they ask Fannie Willis's daddy? Just imagine you're a grown woman and you put daddy on the stand. My daddy told me to keep cash. Um, if the lover says we had cash... Fanny said we had cash. The dad says they had cash. To me, that's like collusion with witnesses, first of all. But my next question would be, hey, Dad, how much cash do you have in your house right now? (laughs) Hey, Fanny, how much cash do you have in your house right now? Hey, uh, prosecutor, what's his name? What's that guy's name? I can't remember. I can see anyway, whatever his name is, how much cash do do you have in your house right now? And the reason that's relevant, folks, is because if you just claim you have cash all the time and it's like no big deal, how much do you got now? Now, if you want to say that number won't be released to the media or whatever, fine. I'm not. I don't need to know the number myself, but I'm just saying, how much cash do you think the average black person has in their house, James? I don't know, but I'll tell you how much this white man does. If you break into my house looking for a score, you, I think there's some loose change. You're gonna go broke. Bank. <laughs> it costs you more to drive out here. <laughs> And that's kind of my point is that to make a claim like that is insane. Now, here's the next question. What happens if the cops find you or the airport finds you or somebody else finds you with just a ton of cash in hand? You think that's going to go well, James? Yeah, well, yeah, then the IRS is going to wonder, well, now let's talk about this. No, it's not going to go well. Well, the IRS is saying tax refunds are much smaller so far this year. So, you know, that ain't going to help you. Think about yeah, that. Yeah, they the did IRS check. You know, I saw hey, your refunds my... are way smaller this year. 
Yeah, my I talked to my CPA about that last year, and he told me all the, all the all the all the goodies that we were going to be losing this year, and uh, so I, I haven't filed yet. But yeah, that's not going to be ain't going to happen. Always if you got anyway. cash at home, buddy. You can do whatever you want if you got cash at home. No trail, <laughs> no right. Well, when do we get to the point where we can put our uh, enemies in prison like they're doing? I mean, when do we get to that point? Forget cash. I want. Well, uh, I want and now we're back full circle to this point. Trump defines what he specifically means by revenge. And I don't want revenge, but I do want accountability, and I do want the rule of law upheld, and I do want prosecution to the fullest extent of the law. And shouldn't everybody want that, James? Black, white, everyone? I think that's what we all thought we had, and that's what we certainly should strive for. I just think now it's sort of just like uh, believing in a fairy tale. It is just not going to happen. Not because we, people like you and I, wouldn't want it to happen, Sam. I would be more than happy to govern that way and live in a society that operates that way, but this is the problem. What we want is not what they want. What they want is to is to be the dictators that they claim they're protecting us from and Trump, and they want to put their political enemies away. They want to put dissidents away by any means necessary, and they are. All right, Lynn Wood, well-known attorney. Sidney Powell, well-known attorney. They got sanctioned because they brought forth what the court said was frivolous lawsuits regarding uh, election fraud. Uh, and they sanctioned them, fined them a bunch of money. Well, they appealed, James. Now the Supreme Court upholds sanctions against pro-Trump lawyers Sidney Powell uh, and... Um, uh, Lynn Wood, John Simak with the piece. So the Supreme Court upheld the sanctions now. So if you're an attorney now, they've sent this chilling message. Don't you even defend Donald or anyone else that agrees with Donald? Because if you do, they're just going to simply shut you down, buddy. They'll just simply fine you and sanction you and destroy you and ruin your character and your business. And none of that matters to these clowns. None of it. And so now it's Sidney Powell and, and Lynn Wood and Donald Trump and Peter Brimelow and James Edwards loses and Sam Bushman is a terrorist, um, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center, in, in, before Congress. And Sam can't even find out the details of it hardly because, well, that was the last administration and who knows, Sam, whoa, the last administration was Donald. Um, and we just go round and round and round this barn as the ratchet up democracy style attacks continue, James. Yep, that's it. And this is what I'm saying. I mean, long term, you extrapolate this. All right, folks, as we sit here today, year of our Lord, 2024, 21st day of February, and you look at the decline societally, sexually, morally, spiritually, the rule of law over the course of the last generation, but, but especially over the course of the last 10 to 20 years since the turn of the century you couldn't even you couldn't even recognize this country as late as, as the late 90s with, with what it has become <clears throat> go another 20 years in the future where are you what does this country look like is is this a society that you want your children raising your grandchildren in i well, can't say so, unrelated Sam. i'm going to give you an unrelated topic that's going to tell you the answer to your question are you ready yeah. it's unrelated in the sense that it's about vaccines but it's related in the sense that we're going to get the truth at some point and when, it, when we get the truth, uh, you're going to be more and more and more concerned about your country. Headline says, U.S. Vaccine Injury Compensation Program has 10-year backlog 
for claims. A congressional subcommittee hearing highlighted problems with the, quote, U.S. Vaccine um, Injury Compensation Fund, uh, or program, if you will, for COVID-19 vaccine injuries. Megan um, Redshaw has this piece, theepochtimes.com. I'm going to play just a little bit of this so you get kind of a flavor. It's really long, but I want to play a little bit so you understand. So they told us, told us, told us vaccines were safe, effective. They lied. Now the truth comes out. The only problem is we can't do anything about it. So you know the truth finally because guys like me and the Epoch Times and James and everybody else keeps hitting on the truth till we get it. But what are we going to do about it now that we know it, right? Here it is. U.S. Vaccine Injury Compensation Program has 10-year backlog of claims. It may take more than 10 years for someone injured by a COVID-19 vaccine to receive a decision on whether their claim is eligible for compensation by the government's vaccine compensation program if they receive a response at all. U.S. health officials responded to questions on America's failing vaccine injury compensation system in a hearing that left the vaccine injured feeling like addressing the system's shortcomings is not a priority on Capitol Hill. As of January 1, there were 12,854 claims filed for injuries caused by COVID-19 countermeasures with the government's Countermeasures Injury Compensation Program, including 9,600 related to injuries caused by COVID-19 vaccines. Of the 12,854 claims, 2,214 have been processed, but only 40 claims have been found eligible for compensation. According to testimony given during a February 15th hearing of the Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic, there's a backlog of about 10,800 claims. With only 35 employees processing claims at a rate of 2.7 cases per employee per month, it will take about 10 years to process the remaining claims. <laughs> I just don't think it's right. I think we need to streamline this process, Representative Rich McCormick said during the hearing. We need to speed up this process by about tenfold in order to do our job for the American people. According to CICP data, as of January 1st, only 11 people have received compensation for their injuries out of 40 COVID-19 claims found eligible for compensation. All right, stop. So they found 40 out of 12,000. They can't get to them. Even if they speed it up tenfold like the congressman asked for, it'll still take a year. And think about it. Out of 12,000, 2,000 have been you know, processed. Uh, 40 say, yeah, you deserve something. But only 11 people have got their money, James. This is a racket. Well, my point is you're going to find this in every aspect of our society. Uh, in the next 10, 20 years, like James says, what's it going to look like? You're going to know that you're absolutely an enemy to your government. They, I'm not saying the government's an enemy. The proper role of government is good. But rogue agents are our enemies. And they basically consider every one of us enemies. Unless you just double down and drink in with communism and socialism and criminal activity, you are on the chopping block. And when you wake up and realize this, Sam's been telling you this for 25-plus years. Now people are starting to go, first off, Sam was a kook. Then, Sam, how did you know? And then, Sam, what do we do? Well, the answer what you do is you got to stand up and stop it now. you got to make sure that when uh, we speak, people can hear the truth and know. But you're going to find that you're, you're going to have a rude awakening in 10, 20, 30, 40 years to find out that it's you they're targeting now, not just Sam or James or Tucker or whoever, right? That's what the reality check will be then. Write it down. 
2024, February 21st. And remember what I said, James. People will realize they'll wake up to the awful state of their situation, and they won't have the authority or power to do anything about it because the deep state has gotten so above the people that criminal enterprises under, quote, democracy, because that's what they'll turn us into given the chance, rule the day. That's what you're going to find. And you see it with these vaccines. Look, I was telling you right when the um, COVID came out, don't do the back, you know, Donald Trump, fast tracking Operation Warp Speed Vax. Don't take them. Don't do it. It's going to be bogus. No one listened to me. They said, oh, you're crazy. Got to take it. Got to do it. Now they're blatantly admitting. So not only is the U.S. Compensation Fund uh, backlogged for 10 years, there's more and more and more evidence the, the, uh, here, here's the headline. Blood clots, neurological disorders, and swollen hearts. Multinational study on COVID vaccines paints a damning picture. That's a headline from the blaze today, James. So Everybody the who, same thing is going to happen in every aspect of our society. That's just the, the case example that in one way is unrelated, but yet relates to every aspect of our society. Oh, you got an electric vehicle, this, that. Everything you know will be turned on its head, and you'll realize the awful situation we're in. James? Everybody who was skeptical of these hastily produced and rushed and forced upon us by every pressure imaginable, you lose your job, you can't travel, you're going to kill grandma, all of that that was going on in 2020, have been vindicated. If you were skeptical of that, you've been vindicated by the. You know, look, the government doesn't even require you to have a vaccine to join the army now, uh, so they're flat out admitting that you know, either by omission or through this compensation program that yeah, we were wrong, I guess. But I have never met anybody who didn't take the vaccine that said, "Man, I really regret not getting it." I've met a lot of people who did get it, who says, "I regret getting it," and they live in constant fear because the whole the whole term the whole phrase died suddenly has just taken on a whole new meeting there's even a, a documentary movie out called died suddenly uh, that lauren witzke had a friend of mine had a hand in uh, former republican nominee for senate had a hand in producing but uh, yeah so there there's that and that's just one reason one of many why you have a rogue out of control system not just the federal government but certainly the courts that even the oh, yes, medical down to the states all this battle for donald's in georgia it's not the federal right well, I mean, this is certainly a problem on a federal level, too. And in the, in the state, you've got this one, you know, outlier district. By the way, I'm seeing it. I know the music's playing. Talking about Fonnie Willis, the DA. Well, what, maybe we can talk about this when we come back. i got a headline here that just I just saw while you were speaking on the Roger that. Email me the headline. We'll kick off with that first. Then we'll talk about milk. <laughs> this is just psychotic, folks. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. James Edwards, thepoliticalcesspool.org, and yours truly, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, share the love, donate liberally. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.
From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network reviews to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for February 21st in the year of our Lord, 2024. The promotion of God, family, and country. The protection of life, liberty, and property. That's who we are. That's what we do in the traditions of our founding fathers. Welcome to the broadcast. I've got James Edwards with me. Thepoliticalcesspool.org is his website. Check it out. And man, have we got a headline to kick off the second hour for you, James. Just uh, this came up literally in the last part of the first hour when Sam was uh, talking about the situation with the government compensation package for if you've had problems with uh, the vaccine. Of course, if you die suddenly, I don't guess it's going to help you and it's going to take you 10 years if you can make it that long. Uh, But this just literally came up on my browser feed that gives me all the news stories and clickbait. But this was an MSNBC headline, and we were talking about this in the first hour as well, just the the criminal corruption of the courts, of the so-called justice system particularly, and I think almost exclusively, really, in uh, blue states and blue districts like Fulton County, Georgia, where you have Fonnie Willis. Now, here's the headline, Unnecessary Circus Sideshow, MSNBC.com. Willis' testimony shows what can happen to those who take on Trump. So you see, all of her corruption should be completely disregarded. That's not the story. The story is she's coming under scrutiny because she's taking on Trump. I same. <clears throat> what planet are they living on? The people who take on Trump get lauded. The people who take on Trump get advanced. You have this ridiculous niece of his who's like a full, fully paid uh, MSNBC correspondent now because all she does is just badmouth Donald Trump. No, taking on Donald Trump is a great career move for you. And what they're trying to do is obfuscate the fact that her corruption is the reason that uh, she is in the crosshairs right now, not because she's taking on Trump. That's ridiculous. It wasn't Donald Trump who forced her to have a sexual affair with her subordinate. You know, you remember the whole Me Too thing, how touchy everybody was if a male who was in a position of authority. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to ask had- Fanny, did, did uh, Nathan, you know, get in writing that he had the right to kiss you for cash or what? See, I mean, forget even the exchange of money, which is just really adds another layer to this this whole thing. But you're a male and you're in a position of power and you have a sexual relationship with a subordinate, even if it was fully consensual on both sides. They say that's a huge no, no. People get fired for that, not only for actually consummating a, 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 a sexual relationship, but sort of any, you know, even flirting on the job. If you're a male superior to a female subordinate even sort of flirting even if the woman wants it is cause for your dismissal and then she had on fully uh, (laughs) an affair uh, with the guy that she's paying you know behind the scenes to help prosecute the president or the former president current front runner and that's just totally not even mentioned i guarantee you with a hundred percent certainty had this been a white male district attorney going after a democrat and he had uh, some sort of an affair with a female prosecutor that he was paying under the t- it would be, that would be the focus that would be the focus but in this case you see MSNBC tells us this is what happens if you take on Trump she didn't do anything she didn't have any agency whatsoever all of her decisions hey it's just all because she was going after Trump that all of that happened and it's completely disregarded this is what the media does i mean the media tries so hard 
to build up the ones they want to build up and tear down the one they want to tear down. I mean, Lauren Boebert, uh, it, it just I got totally, two words totally for it, James. ravaged her. Yeah. Sam Bushman, quote, pure propaganda. That's what we're talking about here. Absolute, complete propaganda. What happened to Fanny, by the way? What's the worst that's going to happen to her? Is she going to go to jail like like Donald, or is she going to be fined a half a billion just to get due process? Uh, what's going to happen to Fanny? The worst that's going to happen is they're going to dismiss her from the case. Are they going to really push to, to remove her law license? Are they going to push to put her in prison for perjuring herself in court? Uh, is, you know, pay to play and cash and sex and what's going to happen to her? And the answer is nothing's going to happen to her, James. Except for maybe uh, in the court of public opinion, people are going to think she's a nutcase or she's a, you know, whatever. But what's really going to happen to Fanny? No, she's not going to have any statement. What's going to happen? I, 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 she's not going to go to prison. She's not going to be fined. I, I, I seriously doubt that it, she's even going to lose her job. But it, it has certainly cast some aspersions on the case. It has been an impediment and a little bit of a roadblock and a slowdown in her uh, persecution, not prosecution, but persecution of Donald Trump here in in Georgia for what this whole thing centers around. He's talking to Raffensperger and says, you know, are there any more votes out there? Can you find me any more votes? Not manufacture them, not fabricate them. But, yeah, so this whole thing is just a house of cards anyway. But, yeah, she's not going to face any real punishment. And the fact that she's even getting some scrutiny at all, they say, is a result of, uh, of, of Trump because he has so much power. He doesn't have any power. Certainly not. There in the you media. have it. There you have it. Anyway, I'm just saying my headline for this is pure propaganda it's insane all right i don't know how to discuss this thing because it's just so psychotic you know when you see things in the news sometimes they're just so crazy so off the rails psychotic so unhinged that you just can't even hardly report them because you're like we can't even make this stuff up it's so crazy well that's the case with this next headline milk is the question milk from men pretending to be women is just as good for babies, hospitals in the United Kingdom now claim. Yeah, they say it's comparable to that produced following the birth of a baby. Um, this one is brought to us by WND.com. But so over in the UK, hospitals are saying milk from men. So here's, uh, wait a I minute. kind of wondered how you get milk from men, James. You, I was just about to ask, happens? have you ever made any milk? <laughs> Are you off your? Are you? Well, I have kind of actually. I have in my food storage powdered milk, and I mix it with water. And, so I made milk, yes, but not in the way that you're referring to. Absolutely not. Now, women don't even make milk, by the way, unless they have a baby. Then the body says, "Hey, make milk." Well, here's what they've learned to do in the in the labs of of psychosis. They have learned to give men a bunch of drugs, where they claim that after men take this. Uh, I don't know what you call it, concoction or, or whatever, um, this series of drugs that milk can be produced by men with with these drugs. So drugs kind of mimic the, the woman's body's ability to, or whatever, and they claim the milk's just as good. They're literally claiming this now in the U.K. Now, you can say, don't worry, that's not America. I'm telling you right now, it's coming to a milk factory near you. <laughs> oh, I don't even know how to report on this thing, James. Well, this is again what is happening. It goes to show the corruption at the top level of every institution, whether it's the government, the media, the courts, academia, even sadly the medical community. Milk from men 
isn't even a thing, much less one that's comparable to God's given natural nourishment, mother's milk. And but this we've seen stuff like this before. I mean, we've seen we have seen in 2020, going back to that year, the same year where they unlo- unleashed uh, COVID and all of those restrictions and uh, almost nearly forced vaccinations. I mean, it really was sort of forced in the blue states. Uh, again, you know, big red blue divide out there, folks, on every issue, uh, social, political, medical. But they said, if you remember back in 2020, Donald Trump was constantly being attacked in the media for having rallies during 2020, which was the year of COVID. And it continued on a little bit until 2021. I guess they couldn't entirely wrap it all up right after the election. Uh, That would just be too obvious. So they carried it over into a few months in 2021 as well. But in 2020, Joe was in his basement. When he did have events, everybody was like 50 feet apart, and there'd be like, you know, a grand total of about 40 people at his campaign rallies. Trump would have, of course, thousands upon thousands. And they, uh, the medical community, it was a whole list of the top doctors at the top institutions saying that you know, these were super spreader events. That's what they called them. You know, Donald Trump is putting all of these people at death's doorstep by having these rallies where they're not, you know, six feet apart or whatever the thing was back then. But then at the same time, of course, simultaneously in the year 2020, you had the George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, and Antifa riots going uh, 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 on across the country where they were burning down city blocks and sacking police stations and all of that. And, of course, these rioters were shoulder to shoulder as well. And the same medical community said there's not really a risk of COVID being transmitted at these things. They said that. I mean, so, I mean, it's just, I again, Sam, fundamentally speaking, it's very hard to understand how we continue to coexist in such a fragmented society. I mean, there aren't just differences of opinion. There are chasms as wide as the Gulf of Mexico as far apart as we are on every issue. And and this, this latest thing you're talking about, this milk from men, whatever that is, it's freaky. It's freakish. It's you gotta get away from it. I like I say, this is just beyond the pale to where I don't even know how to report it. So these whacked out folks these are the people that do the mRNA shots and tell you they're good, and then you find out that, look, heart conditions, all kinds of meltdowns. The evidence is clear. Multi-international studies are proving it everywhere. Uh, the backlog of claims proves that everywhere. I mean, it's just beyond the We told you so. All right, now, this is the same thing, this milk idea. I'm telling you right now, if you give a man a, a, a concoction of drugs, a witch's brew of drugs is what I'm going to call it, a warlock's manufacturing of whatever um, – milk serum you give i'm telling you right now that milk is not going to be like god's milk through um his chosen agent a female okay and to say so is an absolute lie without evidence james let's use their words there's no evidence they have not done studies that can prove this to be uh, over a long period of time to be equivalent to god's creation it's just not true it's a lie and what they're really trying to do is deny god uh and trust in the arm of flesh and the results are going to be your children are going to suffer because they're going to have all kinds of health problems down the line and everything else over this thing, James. And we call it now. Write it down. Remember the date and everything. I'm telling you this right now. And in 10, 20 years, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, babies that had man's milk from a drug concoction, it isn't the same. And, and there's all these downhill problems. Now, the who 
The World Health Organization right now, James, is literally saying, hey, global cancer diagnosis will reach 35 million people in 2050. That's according to U.S. estimates from the World Health Organization, up 77% from the 20 million that have it now. <laughs> okay, and they're going, yeah, we're going to try these experiments on the people. And, and they're not trying these experiments um, in, in, in a limited case study, and, and, and people agree to, to, you know, by signing up for what they know to be, um, you know, a test, whatever. You, I'm, I'm trying to use the words that the, I don't know what words they use for this, but in, in a test trial, they're literally making the people globally guinea pigs for their psychotic agenda. They're putting manufactured meat, you know, meat, lab-grown meat into people's diets. They're all these things. And they're like, yeah, cancer's going to go up big time. Then they also talk about this. Is disease X real? They say fact check. Disease X is a preparedness scenario, not a real disease. Well, that might be fine, James, except for the fact that when the next pandemic comes, which they're predicting, and they change X to whatever the name of the pandemic is, does it become real? So they can play games now and say it's not real, but when it becomes real, was it real in the beginning? Well, you'll never know. Is, is X just a planned place marker? Or is X just a place marker for good people that want to protect us and it'll be filled in with whatever comes our way? You know, you, you can't trust these people. Well, it gets worse. California now okays drinking recycled wastewater. Wastewater to be treated for all pathogens before it reaches your tap. They say California is the second state behind Colorado. And here's what the program's called. You ready? Toilet to tap, James. Mm. <laughs> now, back I was in the 70s, the they tried this. Unfortunately, he's serious. Well, the, 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 the punchline is toilet to tap. Um, they tried this in the 70s. And they got, oh, in the 90s, I'm sorry. In the 90s, they announced this thing, and they rejected it out of hand. They're like, no, this is nuts. This is crazy. But they say advancements in water purification make this completely viable. James, I don't know how to respond to this. But well, if you go is... toilet to tap, what are the downhill or the after-the-fact uh, repercussions of this? They claim that they got the water just as pure as the other water, just like this milk. But then they're predicting cancer's going up like 70 percent and then they say oh don't worry it's all good we know it's fine but then they have this thing disease x is it real uh they're gonna make sure it's real james well again we haven't even i don't how real it'll be we may see before the end of this year whatever they've got cooked up literally for us uh i still think that there's going to be many shoes to drop before November, and we, we've only begun to uh, to even uh, experience some of the tremors. But the whole thing, men's milk, drinking urine and feces or whatever that is, but it's really purified. It's really safe for you, just like the vaccines were. And uh, this whole eating bugs, all of that, uh, is this 
this is what they want for the whole country, of course, Sam. The only thing stopping them is, is and I hate to make it oversimplify it to a red and a blue type of thing. The red's got a lot of problems, too. Establishment Republicans are, are not our friends. But but at, at least you've got a, a modicum of freedom in the red states with regards to some of this stuff. Uh, again, at long term, you want to uh, have these people controlling your life. That's the question. And... We'll, we'll see which which way it goes, but right now the current trends are moving more and more and more, uh, of course, into that direction. Although there has been pushback in recent years, and I, I do think there's going to be an event here that just shakes this whole thing up. But right, I this pray is that it doesn't community. happen before the election. Uh, they probably won't because it might give the Democrats or Donald or um, Joe the blame if they do it. So hopefully nothing will happen at least till after the election. But we'll we'll have to see. It depends on how threatened they feel. James, I want to switch well, gears got- a little bit. Oh, go ahead. Before you do, before you do, one, one, yeah. one thing. I, I saw something recently that came out, uh, came out the, uh, came out of the uh, Tucker Carlson interview that uh, supposedly, and I wouldn't necessarily entirely discount this. It does sound too good to be true, though, that Russia ha- is working on or is perhaps on the downward slope on creating a vaccine for cancer. I trust that more than anything that uh, has come out uh, in terms of national vaccines here. Well, I agree with that, but I still wouldn't trust any of it. I don't believe in making mad, man-made concoctions and injecting it into your veins uh, on a hope that it will, you know, decrease or prevent disease. Well, I mean, you're certainly putting things in your your, your body that has created these things, and it's hard to avoid it entirely. Pretty much everything oh, you eat right. is a cancer-causing type well, of thing. Especially there, when there, the shedding is real, too, now, right? Well, that's a, that's a whole other thing. But certainly in the past, there have been vaccines that have eradicated disease like polio and things like that. Well, that's what you uh, claim. But if you study it, it won't be true. Well, I mean, you certainly don't have it here anymore. Uh, maybe the third world. But I do believe that there are I do believe that there could be something that that cures cancer. I don't I don't think that that's something that's outlandish. I think it's too much of a now. this is just me. I have no reason to base this on other than just my assumption. But yeah, I believe there's I, things it's that just can too cure much of a. Too much of a of a money making scam uh, enterprise. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I agree, and I do believe there's ways to cure cancer, but I don't believe it's going to be some a patented drug concoction that they inject into your veins to solve it. I believe it'll be a simple solution, a God ordained solution of some kind, if we even have the guts to bring it forward at all. Time will tell. But I want to switch gears to a, a few interviews that are coming up on Liberty Roundtable Live. I don't do this that often, but I'm going to do this now because I think it's really relevant. I've got some great interviews coming up, ladies and gentlemen. And I just recorded an interview with Martha Zoller, James. And I don't know if you know who Martha is, but she's an incredible talk show host in Georgia. She uh, became Talkers Magazine Woman of the Year. Talkers.com for that. And Martha Zoller is a Georgia Republican talk show host. She's an insider that has all the deets on... The Fannie Willis case. Martha has the latest oh. news on former President Trump's legal case in Georgia where the surprise hearing took place. Anyway, I recorded an interview with her. It's going to be coming up on Liberty Roundtable Live. I'm just trying to decide when to air it, but it's going to be I'm incredible. interested. You, you, you were keeping that one under the under the under under your hat there. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in this whole Fannie Willis thing. I mean, it's uh, as far as soap operas go, it's <laughs> the think? best show in town right now. Okay, the other person that I've got coming soon is Talkers Magazine. You know what that is, right, James? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the quintessential. It's the quintessential uh, website to keep track of everything happening in talk radio. Well, Michael Harrison is a friend of mine, and he'll be on the radio with me coming up soon, too. 
Oh, oh so he's the, uh, what, the publisher, the editor? Yeah. The founder? The owner. The founder. Okay. President. All right. Yep. Everything. Wow. So he's coming on with me. And then you got to tell him another... you want to be in that top 250. If you have him on, you got to be back in the top 250. Well, I'm, I'm already top whatever. Who knows? But, <laughs> but all I'm telling you is I was top 250 before, though. Uh, and and it's just going to continue to grow. But I've also got another guest that I can't tell you who, what, when, where yet. But mm. that's coming, too. I tell you so, what, anyway. hey, don't put anything past this man, Sam Bushman. You go back to 2016 and uh, uh, forward, and you look at some of the interviews that have been nabbed here. You know, at, at once, depending on how the media wants to portray us, we are the smallest, most insignificant network and collection of talkers in the world. How dare any of these people go on this show? They're wasting their time. Uh, or at the same time, and simultaneously, we are the nexus of the entire thing. The whole thing runs through us. Uh, so uh, it, it just depends. Truth's probably somewhere in the middle, but uh, I tell you this, there's never a dull moment, and you never know who you're going to get. You never know who you're going to get. You got that right, but I'm telling you right now, we're fixing to crank things up for 2024, ladies and gentlemen. You ain't seen nothing yet. It's going to be happening. It's going to be epic as it does. We've also got some travels coming up, James, to tell you about, too. I'm going to be going to a specific uh, event with Clay Clark uh, and General Flynn. Uh, it's a podcast conference, and I'm going to be there. Wow. wow. See, uh, rubbing shoulders with General Flynn, Mike Lindell. It ain't yeah. all about rubbing shoulders, but I tell you what it and is. And I introduced Sam. Mike Lindell on stage uh, regarding our vote fraud conference, too, back in the day. A year or and, so well, you ago. certainly did. And, and I've said this before. When I first got into radio, I was uh, uh, giving a joint appearance uh, with uh, Steve King in Orlando a couple of weeks ago as part of this tour. And I said, when I first got into radio, I mean, it's great to talk to. Uh, people that other people are talking to but the main thing is the cause and, and and there's a lot of people out there that people have never heard about that are doing incredible work and need uh publicity and deserve recognition uh but of course they're shut out by the controlled establishment press and i said when i got into radio that was the thing that um that i wanted to do i wanted to give a voice to people who just couldn't break through any other way uh, and, to, and, and work on a cause greater than ourselves. Although I have to say, and this goes back to what you're talking about, Sam, it's, it's still important, too, to build bridges in every direction. Build bridges to the people who haven't been given a voice or have been otherwise hushed up or shut out by the establishment press. Uh, and also, certainly, connect them and connect yourself, a nexus, if you will, uh, with the, the folks uh -oh. who... <laughs> who are who, who who travel in 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 different circles? So I mean, it is good to make contact with people who have contact. You're talking about you know in in some cases people who have a direct line to the former president, and and I think it's good because there is, despite the way the media would portray the message of this network and 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 um, present company, uh, what we're talking about is what's right for all Americans, and it deserves and should be. Uh, mainstreamed, and increasingly it has become mainstream, and a big part of that is because of the work of Sam Bushman and Liberty Roundtable and Liberty, Liberty News Radio. So I think it's great uh, to to build bridges with the voiceless and the powerful and uh, all put it together for a common cause, God, family, country. And, uh, Sam, you've been uh, right at the center of that for a long, long time, and uh, I'm really looking forward, to, as I do every year, to seeing how this one unfolds. But this one is especially special. I think this one's going to be particularly unique, and uh, I know you got some big plans for the audience. Well, I want to talk a little bit more about Operation Reach Out, because since I mentioned it, all kinds of cool things are happening. We'll talk about uh, details of that on the other side of the break. But in the meantime, 
uh, you went to one of our dear friends uh, at an event in Florida and spoke, too, to a group that you hadn't really rubbed shoulders with in the past. I know them well, and I've worked with them for a long time, but, but you made connections outside of my involvement uh, and had an incredible speech that literally hit it out of the park, right? Well, this was uh, an interesting thing. As you know, I have uh, given a lot of speeches, and then uh, last year, 2023, I did more trips and more public appearances, more uh, speak, uh, speaking engagements than... Uh, at, at any other year, and uh, this one uh, though was my first uh, tour of 2024. I hear the music. Give me a teaser, up, then we'll talk about, about it. it on the other side. It was the Restore Freedom Rally in Orlando, Florida, and it was a conference unlike any I have spoken at. And I'll tell you why when we come back. Roger that. Liberty Roundtable live in seconds on your radio. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Ryan Daniels. President Biden's brother, James Biden, will testify before lawmakers as part of the Republican-led impeachment inquiry into the president. James Biden set to undergo a deposition with members of the House Oversight Committee Wednesday. The inquiry is expected to center on two loans President Biden extended to his brother, along with other business transactions James Biden engaged in alongside his nephew, Hunter who was set to testify on February 28th. More economic sanctions are being placed against Russia following the passing of opposition figure Alexei Navalny. I told you we'd be announcing sanctions on Russia. We'll have a major package announced on Friday. President Biden says the sanctions aim to hold Russia responsible for Navalny's death and for its actions during the conflict in Ukraine. Russia is reportedly holding a California woman hostage under charges of treason in Russia. The woman holds dual citizenship in both the U.S. and Russia, but she lives part-time in the Los Angeles area. Russian authorities allege the 33-year-old raised funds in support of Ukraine. Nikki Haley is pledging to remain in the 2024 presidential race, affirming her commitment during a campaign event in her home state Tuesday. I'm willing to take the cuts, the bruises, and the name-calling, because the only way you get to the blessing is by going through the pain. Despite trailing former President Trump by a big margin in polls leading up to Saturday's South Carolina primary, She's dismissed calls for her to withdraw from the race. The planned merger of several major TV streaming platforms is now being challenged in a new lawsuit filed in New York by Fubo TV. The company is suing Disney, Fox, and Warner Brothers, alleging a long history of anti-competitive practices. Fubo TV says if those companies are allowed to enter the live sports streaming business, it will kill the competition. This is USA News. Omaha Steaks is rewriting the book on burgers with an all-new handmade texture for the juiciest home-style burgers you've ever tasted. Their pure ground burgers are made from single cuts of real aged Omaha Steaks. These are truly steaks on a bun. Filet mignon, ribeye, New York strip, sirloin, and even brisket burgers. Now is the time to experience the exclusive burger perfection flight for just $79.99. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo 
promo code TREAT at checkout to get an extra $20 off your order plus free shipping. You'll get four of each Pure Ground Burger so you can sample all the steak-on-a-bun greatness. These burgers are crafted for a juicier, more tender experience, making your mouth water with every single bite. Don't wait. Go to OmahaSteaks.com, use promo code TREAT at checkout, and get $20 off the Burger Perfection Flight and discover your new burger obsession. Minimum order may be required. As you all know, Roe versus Wade has resulted in some of the most permissive abortion laws anywhere in the world. For example, in the United States, it's one of only seven countries to allow elective late-term abortions, along with China, North Korea, and others. Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month. It is wrong. It has to change. Americans are more and more pro-life. You see that all the time. In fact, only 12% of Americans support abortion on demand at any time. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence, and that is the right to life. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Live on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, James Edwards riding shotgun today, thepoliticalcesspool.org, and he was attending a recent Restore Freedom rally in Florida. He had the opportunity to speak to a new crowd. Details start now, James. I can really hold court on this for a few minutes if uh, if you, we have the time, Sam. Absolutely. Kicked off was uh, last summer I was giving a speech in Dallas, and I invited uh, Lauren Witzke to come and be a speaker at the event and uh, she came. And of course, she'd been on the program several times before. Lauren Witzke, if anybody doesn't remember, was the former Republican nominee for U.S. Senate in Delaware in 2020. And she ran in the Republican primary, a contested Republican primary. She was not the establishment's choice, but she won uh, the, the primary and then went on to get more votes than any Republican ever had, even though she fell short against an entrenched Democratic incumbent in deep blue Delaware. Anyway. Uh, she was making a lot of news in 2020, and since then she's gone on and she's working in production for films and doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Uh, so she's still very active, but we hit it off back in 2020. She's been on my show several times, and then in Dallas I was given a speech. There was an open slot. I invited her to come. We spent a couple of days together, and then uh, she called me a few months later 
couple of months later, I guess it was, and she said, hey, I'm putting together this event in Orlando. I think you'd be great. And I originally just thought it would be like a dinner meeting or maybe a, a weekend conference and, you know, because I get invited to speak at a lot of different things and I normally don't check into them. And I said, sure, no problem. And then she called back around Christmas last year. She said, okay, we got, uh, you know, we want to take care of your travel arrangements, you know, which is pretty customary. And then I just asked her for a little bit more information and she told me Freedom Law School, Restore Freedom Rally, Paymon Montejeda. Uh, taxes and I, you know he's big on taxes and I said you know Lauren you know you know me am I really going to be a good fit for the, this particular you know a tax conference you know I speak a lot about the dangers of multiculturalism and uh, society cohesion and uh, things like that and you know do you think uh, I'm going to be a good fit for this she, oh yeah 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 you'll be great believe me believe me you'll be great for this so I said, okay, well, I'll come. And, you know, the worst thing that happens is they throw a few tomatoes and I, I go back home and get back to work. But I got to say, Sam, I was, uh, it exceeded expectations by every standard of measurement. So this thing took place February 2nd through the 5th. And uh, there was about 200 people in attendance. It was very well attended. And uh, the first, uh, you know, the, the, it was built around Paymon Montejeda. And by the way, I did start checking into it, and you had said, yeah, Richard Mack has been an exhibitor at this in the past, and you know these people, they're good people, because I didn't know anything about it. Not that I have to know people before I, I go and speak. I'll speak to anybody, anywhere. But um, he was talking about, he's outspoken about the federal income tax. So he was giving a talk about that. And then, uh in a very compelling way, he was uh, another speaker on this topic of taxes was Joe Bannister. Now, Joe Bannister is a former uh, gun carrier. Now, Joe Bannister, agent. a dear friend of mine, ladies and gentlemen. See, I mean, I, where were you at? You should have been there. But see, Joe Bannister. The problem is I don't have money to travel everywhere, James. I, would, <laughs> I, I know these people well. I know the guy that created the Restore Freedom Rally quite well. He's a member of the CSPOA. He's a dear friend of ours. Richard Mack has spoken at his, his events several times. I just don't have the money to travel everywhere. Everywhere I go costs probably one, two, three, four grand just depending oh, yeah. on the details. And I just can't go to all these places. Now, if people would help fund and help, you know, I, I'd love to go to these things. And I could be at all these places. And I could report live and everything else. But I just can't be everywhere. I can't do it. There's just no money. Well, I, listen, I know that. I mean, it's not, it's, it's not even a live off the land type of thing. You don't get paid to go to these things. Uh, when people are generous enough to pay for your travel, that certainly helps, and that's what, what gets you there. But, but no, I, I certainly understand that. But, yeah, see, I had talked to you about it. He said, yeah, these guys, you know, you should, you should go. This would be a, good, a good, uh, good thing. I know some of these guys. Richard Mack has been there, so on and so forth. But Joe Bannister on the issue of taxes, a former gun-carrying special agent with the IRS's Criminal Investigation Division, the CID, uh, and he, he went uh, – he gave a talk about his experience with the IRS and the corruption of that organization. Of course, they persecuted him and prosecuted him, and uh, thankfully he was able to uh, get acquitted on all counts by the trial jury. But he gave an absolutely mesmerizing talk about his history in the IRS and so on and so forth. So built upon that foundation between Paymon Montejeda 
and Joe Bannister. Then it branched out to a lot of different issues that were being discussed, okay? It wasn't just about taxes. There were speakers, and I'm talking about an all-star lineup of speakers whose expertise ranged from breaking down the nuances of false flags and conspiracies, so-called conspiracies, to expert presentations on topics such as vaccines, human trafficking, building our own media, and even building independent nations. So one who was a standout was uh, Mindy Robinson. She's actually dating Randy Couture, the uh, former uh, mixed martial arts champion, and uh, been in a lot of big movies, action movies uh, with Sylvester Stallone. And Anyway, she's a television personality, uh, real vivacious, uh, independent journalist, and she hosts a docu-series show called Conspiracy Truths. She has done a documentary on the not only January 6th, but also a hard-hitting expose on the Las Vegas shooting. And she and a fellow speaker named Mary Crowley, who I had the opportunity to meet and really hit it off with, it's great to make these connections. This is where, through these connections, solutions and ideas present themselves. Mary Crowley is the president of Destiny Studios. She did... Uh, showed her documentary on human trafficking and it between these two women they demonstrated once again how impactful and how professionally made documentary films and visual media can challenge anything the establishment is producing for a fraction of the cost i'm telling you folks for pennies on the dollar our side is making slick polished and you got to have it you know i can and, remember and you're right back and liberty roundtable liberty news radio has been doing this in the media for live talk radio and everything else for literally decade over a decade now almost you know let's see 2009 we started sure. this network uh built it overnight in one night <laughs> anyway uh all i'm telling you is we set the pattern for this and now they're starting to do it this this is why i want to kind of highlight this operation reach out idea that's the next phase uh, of our efforts but we're taking them on like never before the new media is taking center stage they don't know what to do with us james well there's no doubt about it when it comes to uh, commercial talk radio uh, you were the the founding father of that for this side. I mean, for for the issues that I talk about now in my twentieth year, we were the first regularly scheduled broadcast program. Of course, there's a lot of overlap, but you with the network, and I had this program. Then we got picked up by this network. There's no doubt about it that it, it, that part of the media goes back to what you've done, Sam. And that's not an exaggeration. That is just a numerical fact of when that started. There were no other people doing this kind of stuff 20, 25 years ago. Now, it, it, over the course of the last 10 years, it's really proliferated. Now a lot of the mainstream talkers are using our talking points, and you've actually been able to witness that observably in real time over the last few years. And, and they're all course, basically getting kicked off the mainstream clown shows, and they're starting their own networks and starting their I mean, look at Tucker now. Look at Glenn Beck now. And Tucker and Glenn are actually working together. So after Tucker went and got the interview with, with Vladimir Putin, uh, and Tucker tried to go to the Ukrainian president, and the Ukrainian president said, hey, for a million bucks, I'll do it. And Tucker laughed and went away. Just shows you what a clown <laughs> show that is. Well, then Tucker went on Glenn Beck, and they talked about it. That's where this information hey, came out, that the Ukrainian see? president wanted a million dollars or whatever just to do the interview. Now Tucker and Glenn are working together. Well, I'm working with Glenn on a few projects, too, by the way. Well, this is the thing, Sam. There is so much interconnectedness now that you would not have seen 10 years ago, really not even five years ago. It is really happening. By the way, I just mentioned Peter Brimelow being under attack. Tucker Carlson just interviewed Lydia Brimelow, his wife, about the attack that we were talking about in the first hour. It just got posted to vdare.com just today. So yeah, it's happening I'm in real with Glenn time. I'm working Beck on another project called Liberty Village. 
See, and this is it, well. I, let me, let me, let me not double down. I was I, I in the I was I in the room for that. Glenn's talk show just uh, a little while ago, and I went to a big gala that raised a bunch of money. Me and Glenn were in the same room. We're working so, together see, on a few things. There you go, folks. And let me let me let me add on to that exactly. And this is important what Sam's talking about here. But with regards to talk media, you know, I think it all started here. But uh, for our side, but with regards to slick. Look, I can remember, you remember back in the 80s and the 90s, Sam, you would have these documentaries that were filmed very cheaply. And, and that's, I, I get it. That's as much as you could do back then. The content was wonderful. The message, all the facts, all the figures, but it just yeah, didn't but the look production good. was it lackluster. The production right. crowd, they did the best they could. I'm not disparaging this. I got a lot of DVDs from that era. The production quality is very low. The content is, is bar none, top notch. But now you're fusing it, and I saw a couple of people at this Restore Freedom rally that have fused it together. It's the same content, the content we want, but slick presentation as good as anything the networks are doing. I saw that at this rally. Now, some other highlights. Yeah, 2,000 Mules makes the point as well. Well, that's another one, yeah. I mean, you know, Dinesh is, is a little more elaborately funded, but you've you got people doing it even for what a fraction of his budget would have been, and it's just as good as any of that. Now, uh, Laura Loomer who's a Trump surrogate, had to cancel at the last minute, and so there was an opening on the on the roster. And I, and I called Lauren Witzke, and I said, you know, you got an opening. How about Steve King, former U.S. congressman? I said, yeah, I just don't think we could get him. I, you know, we're probably not big enough for him. And I said, well, hold on. Call back 30 minutes later, Steve's in. <laughs> so I called Steve about uh, 10 days before the conference, said, hey, there's I'm going to speak at this event in Orlando. Uh, I think you might enjoy it. Uh, do you want to come? And so he said, yep, where do I need to go? And so and Steve King came down there. And I got to tell you, you know, I thought, and, and, and surely they are, the issues of foreign policy, immigration, trade, uh, freedom of speech, things like that, you know, are the, are the signature issues. He gave a talk on the CO2 pipelines that was absolutely riveting. Uh, and, and he laid out the case of the scheme that the governments are doing. These climate change zealots are marshalling this scheme involving CO2 pipelines that are running through the American heartland, which is, of course, he's from Iowa, so he's on ground zero of this. And I know Richard Mack is, is, is uh, aware of this issue, too. It's just another installment of the globalist takedown of sovereignty in America. And he gave an hour-long talk on that. He gave a little bit of a background on his time in Congress and, and what happened to him in Congress and how the establishment you know, went after him for speaking out in defense of Western civilization. And then he went into this talk on the CO2 pipeline, uh, and, it, and it was wonderful. And um, Yeah, Steve so whether is it was spot-on and educated about that. I've talked to him off-air about the details of this uh, in detail. And it's, it's riveting, and it's true, and everything that we're doubling down on with the World Economic Forum and their agenda and everything else is being exposed by Steve King and others. It, it, it was something. And we, he and I were on a panel together. and There was a question about photosynthesis. And I, I was like, you know, I was thinking to myself, well, you know, that's an interesting question for a former congressman. He gave a college level science dissertation on photosynthesis. I couldn't believe it. I mean, you had to have been there, folks, to have seen all this. And then um, there was another speaker who, who gave an enthralling talk about the post uh, COVID tidal wave of taxes. His name was uh, Dr. Peter St. Ange. Anyway, those were just some of the speakers who were there. There were there were others. It was a four-day event, which is long for a conference. Typically, conferences start Friday afternoon in Sunday morning at the latest. This ran all day Friday through all day Monday, and nobody left. All right, 200 people there, plus, you know, going and coming 
Uh, could have been more than that. But uh, they seem to be motivated. I gave a talk on um, you know, topics fundamental to my program. And I was wondering how, you know, the talk about how there might need to be a, a move for secession, the things that I'm known for talking about, standing ovation, dozens of people coming up for signed books and things like that afterwards, people saying, I've been waiting all my life to hear people talk about how whites are being discriminated against. I can't believe somebody's actually out there saying it. Uh, and this was something where, again, it wasn't a conference built around those types of issues like an American Renaissance conference or even a V-Dare conference might be. Uh, with regards to identity and immigration and things like that, but people just a little bit to the right on some of these other issues, it seemed to be a very fertile uh, ground for them to receive this message. And I just said, listen, I'm going to give my talk, uh, you know, no matter what happens. And uh, But it was very, very, very well received. It was very, very encouraging. And then that night, that Saturday night, uh, we had a wonderful live broadcast from the show. We had... Uh, Steve King on the show for parts of two hours, and your friend, Sam, uh, former United States Congressman Steve Stockman. And that was really one of the things, even after 20 years on the radio, that was very cool to me. These were two guys, Steve King and Steve Stockman, who were attacked by the system in many different ways, whether it being redrawing the lines of their district to uh, criminal uh, persecution, uh, with uh, Steve Stockman having to have his sentence commuted by Donald Trump to Steve King being primaried by the Republican establishment. They cut off all of his funding and funded his opponent. To have these two guys together who worked in Congress together, it was really cool because you could tell the camaraderie. It was it was something you could feel when they talked to each other again on the air, and it was just really cool to have been able to put that together. Peter Brimelow was on that show as well, and uh, that show was heavy on the situation. We're Texas talking star-studded radio all up and down the line, but Operation Reach Out, as I'm calling it now, continues as Glenn Beck and uh, Tucker Carlson working together, and now we're working with all these people and everything else. I got a couple of other headlines I want to end sure. on that are really, really important. I got one during the show today just now. Uh, World Net Daily gave it to me, but the Daily Signal is the one that had it first, so they both get credit. USDA, U.S. Cabinet Agency, colludes with left-wing group to turn out voters. Documents now reveal the U.S. Department of Agriculture, USDA, is working with a left-wing advocacy group to increase voter turnout. As part of Joe Biden's executive order, James, they want to boost voter turnout according to this executive order that Joe Biden put together. It's executive order uh, 14019, James. <laughs> well, you know, the first thing the Democrats could do if they want to boost voter turnout is get a living person to run for president, not this resurrected cadaver. So, I, yeah, I, that, that, they've got a problem there with enthusiasm on their side. Uh, in terms of uh, their standard bearer himself. But, I mean, you can't make people vote. I, I don't know what you can do about that. Uh, so we'll see. But uh, they're going to have to do something. They're going to need think some about drop this, boxes. Though. Documents are now proving collusion via executive order, James. Documents prove it. What do you say to this? This is prison time for Joe if we create real accountability. This is insane. Mm -hmm. An executive order and now collusion with documents to turn out more voters using the USDA and rural voters. and uh, This is insanity. Well, I mean, again, any mechanism, any lever under their control, they will try to 
and have used to subvert and to weaponize against their opposition. And uh, what, what do you think this is going to go to? Where do you think this leads to? All right. I don't even know how to respond to this story, really. It is so crazy. Um, directing, you got an executive order directing federal agencies to get involved in elections. Now, where is Congress on this? I mean, that right now, when you swear out an executive order like that, at some point, yeah. it's just, it, where is Congress to prosecute and, and convict and impeach and, and everything else, James? Wait, you know, I don't I understand tell you, this. Well, you've got, I, I will tell you, I, I am not a fan of the head table of the Republican Party, but there is a difference now in the House with regards to Republicans and Democrats. And this was something that we were talking about with Congressman, Congressman King and Stockman on that aforementioned show earlier this month is that a lot of the treacherous stuff that the Democrats have cooked up in the Senate with, uh, along with Republican collaborators like Mitch McConnell and, and some of, of, of that ilk, are just dead on arrival when they get to the House. Of course, the Republicans are so stupid to have uh, thrown out Santos. He might not have been our guy, but, I mean, you're going to get it down to a one-vote majority now. I mean, that's just madness. But but nevertheless, when they sent in Well, the madness treasonous... was allowing this guy to run unchallenged without exposing the dirt on him in the first place and allowing this to continue was the clown show, right? Well, I mean, obviously the Democrats didn't vet him either, or they would have... Put this off. I know, but the Republicans have a duty to, to to vet their own and to say, "Look." Well, I mean, it, it, it wasn't so much that he had done anything; it's just he started lying about so much of who he was towards the end of the campaign and into his first few months in office. I mean, I don't know if he was necessarily corrupt in a in a way that was identifiable. He just sort of embellished us so much about his the the facts about his. Yeah, there's money scandals there and, too, by the way. But I, I I understand what you're saying. I'm but just anyway, saying, but I, look, it's our own corruption that's, that's biting us in the derriere, if you will. Well, but the, the thing is, though, uh, when the Senate put forth this, and I'll get back to your point very quickly, when the Senate put forth this treasonous bill package that was masquerading as some sort of a border security, even though they still had a 5,000 a day allotment of illegal aliens that could come through, no problem. And then, of course, attached to this was a rider for tens of billions of dollars for Israel and Ukraine and, and all of their other pet projects. You know, that was dead on arrival in the House. So good for the Republicans on that. But see here, you know, why you're talking about Congress is uh, being complicit with uh, Congress being complicit with what Biden's all, you know, doing here. Well, the, the Senate is uh, under his control. And instead of taking him to task on this issue that you've just brought up, you know, you know what the Senate did today? I'm reading in the news. They're trying to cut the tax exempt status of the United Daughters of the Confederacy. I mean, of all the things that we have to worry about in this country, that's what they're going after right now. I mean, this is something that they, that they just sent to the House. <laughs> All I can tell you is this: I I understand the house right, cut the tax exempt status. I'm sorry, I don't know what I said. I don't know if I and, said and, funding. I meant tax exempt status of the UDC. Yes, I agree with uh, the House rejecting this and good on them for it. But my problem with the House is this: they know all funding bills, all spending bills need to originate in the House. So why they sat back and let the Senate hammer this out before they went against it is beyond me. Uh, they knew that it was a clown show from the start, with knowing who was involved in the negotiations for it, Joe and. And uh, what's that whacked out senator from uh, Rand Paul's district? Uh, what's that guy's name? McConnell. 
Yeah, Mitch McConnell. Knowing that Mitch McConnell and Joe Biden are hammering out this deal and then the, the House sits back and waits for that to happen, knowing that they're responsible for spending bills, was a dereliction of duty, first of all. So, I mean, I appreciate them turning it down. That's good. But why they let that clown show happen, they don't even have their own plan to solve the problem, James, is the problem. All I know is this. You say we're going to shut down the government if you don't shut down the border. It's that simple. That's exactly, you know what, that is exactly what King and Stockman said on the program February the 3rd. Yep, they said exactly, we shut down the government. And, and they even went to, because the media always likes to play the game, Steve Stockman was particularly good on this, uh, that Republicans shut, you know, the government shutdowns are always the, the fault of the Republicans, and it always comes back to cost Republican seats. And Steve Stockman said, it didn't cost us any seats. It's the right thing to do. You got a criminally, you know, well, he didn't, this, this wasn't his word. I'm saying you got a criminally out of control government. No, he just said no yeah, this is that's why it's, they just it's, shut it down and just say, look you if you want to do. open up the government you need to close the border it's the only lawful right thing to do joe you're a criminal and we're going to stop you and we're going to do it now but see they don't have any guts yeah. though okay yeah. mike is betraying us he just sat back while the senate negotiated that deal you knew it would be a clown show why'd you let that go without having an answer of your own i yeah, don't know there you go. but it's disappointing well, it's to disappointing. say the least but it is interesting that I can I can tell you for all their faults and we can't you know I always try to limit myself from uh, or prevent myself from letting the perfect be the enemy of the good and I don't even know how good they are but they are a damn sight better than the other side and for the republicans to stop a lot of this treasonous traitorous stuff coming from the senate in the house uh the republicans in the house to stop this stuff from the senate is good and hopefully they'll stop some other things but yeah as far as you know holding them accountable you know that's have to start in the senate then it gets to the house and the republicans only control one half of that equation and only by one vote so uh until then uh, or until november at least and we'll see what happens um could get better could get worse but uh, and, and normally when they have complete control and they did have that in trump's first years when they're the worst they actually have more backbone when they're the minority Sad uh, but, but when, reality check right when, when trump uh, when they had for the first uh half term of trump's administration they had the white house the senate and the house, house. and they uh, they they uh governed like liberals basically i mean they tried well, to they the promised they'd get rid of obamacare they voted yes for it like 40 plus times when they didn't have any ability to make sure that it passed once they had the ability to make sure it passed they literally failed it was doa um you know the border i mean we could just keep going right on down the list right pro-life i mean they got so you know mike johnson literally betraying us though with that border thing just sitting back letting the, the senate negotiate it but mike johnson also betrayed us uh, in several ways. I mean, it just goes on and on. He went and visited the border even to do a big old clown show. But then when it comes to getting anything done, where is Mike Johnson's plan to shut down the government unless you shut down the border? It doesn't exist. He's yeah. derelict in his duty. Yep. And I'll, I know a lot of the Christians be like, oh, Sam, how dare you? This guy's a Christian. I know he is. I know. But I also know that we got to advance the ball, people. Yeah, if, you now. know what happens, though? When you got people who do have the backbone to do what you're saying, they drum them out like King and Stockman. Roger that truth shall set you free there you go james edwards ladies and gentlemen two hours of incredibly hard-hitting talk radio always at your fingertips the political cesspool.org check out his award-winning broadcast and book it's all available at the political cesspool.org i am sam bushman libertyroundtable.com lovingliberty.net spread the word donate liberally would you please would sure appreciate it uh we declare this nation shall endure god save the republic of the united states of america mm-hmm.